0: This teaching is brought to you by Christian Family Church International. Praise the Lord. Come on, give Jesus a round of applause this morning. He's worthy. He's worthy. Amen. Heavenly Father, as we come to you and your word, we thank you that you and your word are one, that you said heaven and earth may pass away, but your word will never, never Never, ever will it pass away. I thank you that faith comes by hearing and hearing and hearing. And when we've heard some more, we got to hear some more. But it comes by hearing the word of God. And I thank you for the spirit of faith that arises in the hearts of men and women in this place. And we vow, as always, to give you all of the praise and the glory. In Jesus' name, would you give the Lord another praise offering? Take your places this morning. It is a real privilege and honor for me to be with you all. And I want to thank, as always, Apostle uh, Theo and Dr. Bay for the awesome privilege. What a great church this is. I was just listening to Dr. Johnny as he began to expand on all the different things that you were doing. And listen, if you come to this church, it's impossible not to grow in God. There are so many things happening for the Word to come, for you to know God, for you to find freedom for you to discover your purpose in God, and for you to know that you can make a difference. Would you look at somebody and tell them, Friend, you can make a difference. Look at somebody else and say, Neighbor, you're my neighbor. You can make a difference. Praise the Lord. If you have your Bibles this morning, 2 Kings chapter 6, verse 1, I want to begin to read to you. And listen, this is part of a series that I did That was a four-part series, okay? And so I've tried to squeeze as much as I can. I'm going to be talking about seven ways in which you can benefit as you vocalize your faith, all right? So if we don't get to the end, the notes are there, by the way, on the church app. And those notes are for you. Who are those notes for? For you. We want you to go back. And I need you to check me that I'm not preaching something that's wrong. All right, so number one, you're checking me out. Number two, as you go through those scriptures, what's happening? The word is coming. Faith is coming. And if you ever get a chance to share the word, you can use those notes. Isn't that cool? Bump your neighbor, say, so neighbor, that sounds cool to me. All right, praise the Lord. 2 Kings chapter 6, verse 1, And the sons of the prophets said to another prophet, Elisha, See now, look at somebody and tell them, see now. All right, this morning's sermon is really all about those two words, but let's read on. See now, the place where we dwell with you is too small for us. God is the God of increase, family. It's impossible to be connected to God and partner with God and for you not to flourish in God. Lift your hands and say, I serve a God of increase. Everything that I touch prospers. Everything that I touch... Flourishes, everything that I touch multiplies in Jesus' name. Verse 2, please let us go to the Jordan. Tonight I'm going to be talking about the Jordan, about how that when you see rivers in the Bible, it speaks about the moving of God, the flowing of God. Thank God that this is a church that still believes in the moving of the Spirit of God. Can you say amen? And we're going to have a great Holy Ghost service tonight. Can you say praise God? So let us go down to the Jordan and let every man, every man, every woman as well as included, take a beam from there and let's make there a place that we can dwell. So he said, go. And so the one said, please consent to go. And he said, I will go. And when they came to the Jordan, they cut down trees. But as one was cutting down a tree, the iron exit fell into the water. And he said, alas, master, for it was borrowed. And the, God, and the man of God said, where did it fall? And he showed him the place. And so he cut off a stick, threw him in there. And a miracle of all miracles happened because it's not supposed to be that iron is supposed to float. Amen. And he said, now pick it up for yourself. So he reached out his hand and took it. Amen. So now I want to just tell you that the sermon title is is really about a semicolon. Semicolon. You know the symbol? Semicolon. Because if you read in a sentence and when you get to a semicolon, is that the end of that sentence? No, usually it's a time for you just to pause, take a bit of a break, take a breath in. Why? Because the story continues. Amen? So I want you to look at somebody right now and tell them the story continues. Would you look at somebody and tell them your story continues? Now look at somebody and tell them our story continues. Would you say the CFC story continues? That's what this sermon is all about. So it brings me to my first slide, which says that the symbol semicolon doesn't mark the end of the thing, but rather the continuation. Can you say amen? So verse one, I'm going to spend a lot of time today on verse one. And uh, the words of the prophets are really uh, what they said is now is See now. See now. The place where we dwell with you is too small. And see now is actually an expression of your faith. These prophets had been with Elisha. Remember, Elisha had required twice as much from Elijah. And so Elisha was operating in twice as much of the anointing, twice as much of faith, twice as much as of miracles. And what was on Elisha was now imparted to the sons of the prophets. And when they said, see now, see now is an expression of their faith. And here's what I want to say to you, which brings me to my second slide, is that it's that faith has the unique ability of expressing itself. Your faith, your faith has the unique ability of expressing itself. And for faith to work, it must be what? It must be vocalized. If your faith, there's no such thing as silent faith. And I, I need some, it's very silent right now. I don't know. I don't know if you're understanding what I'm saying. All right. In order for your faith to work, it has to be what? It has to be vocalized. There has to be a sound that comes from you. All right. And so uh, uh, I want to I want to. talk about seven things today. I don't know if I'll get through seven things, but we'll try our very best. Seven things benefits of why you ought to vocalize your faith, why your granny can't vocalize your faith for you, why your budgie can't vocalize your faith for you. I want to talk about seven benefits of you vocalizing your faith. You ready? Are you ready this morning, CFC? Smile and say, I'm ready. All right. Praise the Lord. Number one, when you vocalize your faith, it will always ring true with your spirit. There's nothing like when your own ears Hear you expressing faith that comes from a heart that is overflowing with the word of God. Hallelujah. Something begins to resonate on the inside of you. Something begins to ring true on the inside of you. Remember that when you begin to vocalize faith, it is as a result of you having ingested the word, of you having internalized the word to the point where there is now an overflow And out of that overflow, your mouth now begins to speak and you vocalize your faith. Your ears, your spirit man is hearing you declare the things of God. And there's nothing that will ring true in your spirit like when you vocalize your faith. Can you say amen? Deuteronomy 8 and 3, this is what Moses said to them. While they were in the wilderness, he said, you know what, God humbled you, allowed you to hunger and fed you with manna, which you did not know, nor did your fathers know, that he might make you know, that he might make you know, what? That man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word, right, that proceeds from out of the mouth of God. Can you say amen? Number two, the second thing about you vocalizing your faith. Why should we vocalize our faith? Because it will always point you to Jesus. Hallelujah. Your faith, when you vocalize your faith, it will always point you to Jesus. Faith is the language of heaven. It is the language of God. Like when you go to a country and and there's a language that is attached to that country and there is a president or a king that is attached to... Well, faith is the language of heaven. Faith is the language of the kingdom of God. And who is the king of that kingdom? His name is Jesus Christ. Can you say amen? So when you vocalize your faith, it'll always point you to Jesus. When you think about blind Bartimaeus sitting by the side of the road, and he's been sitting there for a long time. He hears that Jesus is coming by, and as he hears Jesus coming by, I'm sure he must have been hearing all the stories about all the miracles that Jesus did. Faith rises on the inside of him, and he begins to cry out to Jesus, so much so that they tell him to shut up and keep quiet, but not so. He continues to vocalize his faith until he arrests Jesus, and they say to him, rise, my friend, the teacher is calling you. He comes to Jesus, is made whole, and then if you look at that scripture, it says that from then on, he followed Jesus. Can you say amen? When you vocalize your faith, it'll always point you to Jesus. Number three, when you vocalize your faith, it will always cause boldness and courage to rise on the inside of you. Hallelujah. The purpose of faith is to do great and mighty exploits for God. Now, you might not think that you've been chosen to do that, but I want to tell you, every one of you, every single one of you has been chosen by God to do great and mighty exploits. And we do those by faith. We employ faith as our currency. And when you are looking at those great and mighty exploits, the dreams that God has put inside of you, the vision, etc., your knees ought to begin to quake. There ought to be some kind of a fear, which means that when you begin to vocalize your faith and speak the word over the great exploits, over the mission, over the task, over that marriage, hallelujah. What happens? Boldness and courage comes to you. Can you say amen today? Hallelujah. When we think about the four friends that brought that paralytic to the one house. The Bible tells us in Mark 2 that that place was jam-packed. It was jam-packed with people. And Jesus, the Bible says, begins to preach the word. Well, guess what was rising in the hearts of men and women as the word came? Faith. And here are four people that were carrying their paralytic friend. They are hearing the word on the outside, and they're trying to figure how are we going to get this man into the presence of Jesus? And so because they heard the word and faith rises and they might have been vocalizing their faith, no problem. They climb up to somebody else's house and begin to rip apart the tiles and begin to drop the man into the presence of Jesus. I don't know if that was my house, if I would have been too happy a camper right there and then. But they had boldness and courage to do that. Can you say amen? Number four, what's the next benefit about you and me? Vocalizing your faith. When you begin to sound the sound of faith from your innermost being, from out of your heart and through your mouth. Hallelujah. It will always reveal the many opportunities that exist in God. I thought I'd get a better amen this morning in this place. I know that there are a lot of things happening in the world In our country, if you look at the economy, you look at the Rand, dollar, whatever it is, if you're looking in the natural, you're going to be pretty disappointed. If you're looking for your boss to do something, you're going to wait a long time. You're going to wait a long time. All right. That's why God's put faith on the inside of you and for you to vocalize your faith. When you begin to vocalize your faith, it's like the eyes of your spirit are open and you begin to see the opportunities of God. It's almost like Jacob when he lay his head down to rest and that night the heavens open. He sees a ladder coming down, angels of God ascending and descending. And when he woke up the next day, he said, man, I didn't even know that God was in this place. I was so in the natural. I was so bound up with my own problems, with my own hangups. that I didn't know that God was opening up the heavens and creating an opportunity for me. Can I get an amen in this place? So faith is the commerce of heaven that will take you out of the natural and put you into the supernatural. And it's in the supernatural where our God lives. It's in the supernatural where your miracles are existing this morning. It's in that realm of the supernatural where there are dreams of God, visions of God, ideas of God. It's in that realm where creativity can flow. If you're in the natural, you're going to be complaining and moaning. That's too long. That's too short. That's too high. That's too far. That's too loud. That's too soft. It's because you're in the natural and your eyes are in the natural. But if you would dare to get the word of God on the inside of you and lift your voice and begin to say what God says about you and begin to declare the word of God and let the word of faith sound from your mouthpiece. Hallelujah. You'll begin to see the opportunities that exist in God. Can I get an amen? Amen. I always think about Abraham who was raised in a pagan country. And as a matter of fact, in the natural, he had nothing. In the natural, it was hopeless for him. Abraham, his father was a pagan worshiper. There was darkness and chaos all around. And everything that he did, all the sacrificing, rolling on the ground, all that he needed to do, He would still wake up the next morning and feel empty and dissatisfied. And he was looking for a real living God. And God looked at his heart and said, young man, let me tell you, if you can put your trust in me, if you can exercise your faith in me, in a God that you've never seen before, I'm going to take you to some places, hallelujah. And so we see in Genesis 12 where he says, come on, get out of your father's house. Get out of your country. Get out of every form of limitation. And allow faith to take you into the places of God that you would never have expected. And then when you get to Genesis 13, he separates from Lot. And seemingly it was as if Lot had chosen the most fertile, the most beautiful of the land. But you see, the problem was Lot was looking in the natural and so when abraham separated god said come on my boy get your eyes off the natural come on begin to vocalize your faith when you vocalize your faith you'll see the opportunities that that exist in god can i get an amen in this place hallelujah you think about the prophet elisha who i said was a man of faith had twice as much as what elijah had and one time the king of syria comes with his mighty army comes to arrest a single man. And the problem was that the king of Syria was so frustrated every time he would try and attack the king of Israel, it was always like they were a step ahead. And he thought that there was a mole in his organization. Until one day somebody said, not so. There's a man by the name of Elisha. It is told us that whatever you say, whatever you whisper in your room, he hears. hears. And then what he hears, he tells the king of Israel. And the king of Syria said, "I, I think we be, I, I better teach this man a lesson." So bring the greatest army, all the chariots, all the, the I mean, a, a, an entourage of people. And they come, and here they are outside Elisha's house. And Gehazi the servant goes out, and he looks at this army as far as his eyes can see. Comes back in and says, uh, "Elisha, I think we got a problem here. What's the problem?" Um, the king of Syria is here to see you. Wonderful. Won't you let him in just prepare some tea and some coffee? We're going to have a bit of a chit-chat. I, I, I don't think that's his intention. I think he's here to take you and I out. Okay. Well, don't worry about it, Gehazi. What? Because there are more that are for us than there are against us. Gehazi's like, are, are, you, are you on some kind of medication or something? Have you been smoking something, Eli? I've just come from outside. And I tell you what, as far as my eyes can see, there's a huge army. And uh, you're saying there's more? I just see two of us. You're saying there's more that are for us? And so Elisha just put his hands on his eyes. Lord, open up his eyes. In the mighty name of Jesus, I've been vocalizing my faith. And with the eyes of my faith, I've seen the armies of God. I've seen the angels of heaven. I've seen the glory of God. I've seen my business multiply. I've seen my marriage go from strength to strength. Hallelujah. And the Bible says that when he went outside, sure enough, there was the armies of God. Can you say amen? Number five. What number are we on? Number five. Okay, we're getting there slowly, slowly. The benefits of you vocalizing your faith. I wanna I wanna really encourage you. If you don't vocalize your faith, you're gonna vocalize your doubt. You're gonna vocalize gossip and slander. I don't have time for all of that. And when you do that, what are you gonna reap? What are you going to reap? So you may as well, you may as well be disciplined. Get the word inside of you and, and, and use your, your, your capacity because you are spirit and God is spirit and you are a speaking spirit and God is a speaking spirit and use that capacity so that you can reap a mighty harvest in your life. Proverbs tells us that death and life are in the power of the tongue. And it's amazing how as human beings, we would much rather spend our mouthpiece and our tongue and our beautiful lips to articulate gossip and slander and negativity. And guess what? You're going to get back in your life. Exactly that. So make up your mind today, CFC, and say, I'm going to vocalize my faith. Hallelujah. And these are all the benefits. Number five, when you vocalize your faith, It will allow your mountains to hear your voice. Some of the obstacles, some of the giants that are in your way will only move when they hear your voice. No use you trying to call the pastor. You can call Apostle Theo. You can call even Jesus himself. But that mountain needs to hear your voice. Can I get an amen? Hallelujah. I always think about David. When he came to face Goliath, you think about this little boy who before that was on the mountain hills of Jerusalem looking after his sheep, and there he was worshiping God. He was a worshiper. That's what made him the greatest king of Israel, as a matter of fact. It wasn't because he had his MBA or went to Vega or went to, you know, whatever other institution. He was a worshiper, and on that mountain he would vocalize his faith. That's what allowed him to slay the bear and the lion when it came for him, for his sheep. And when he sees this uncircumcised Philistines, he can't wait to to begin to vocalize it. He can't wait to take this guy out. Everybody's saying, hey, hang on a bit, man. This is the giant. This is like the MMA of all MMA guys. He's trained in Muay Thai, Roman Greco. He's got jujitsu. He's got everything under his belt. But David had learned to vocalize his faith. Hallelujah. And when he starts running towards Goliath, he didn't wait for Goliath to come to him. Hallelujah. He ran towards, some of you this morning, you, you, I don't know, you're waiting for somebody else to come. You got to get faith on the inside of you. Pull yourself towards yourself. Slap yourself a little bit around the face and say, come on, look at yourself in the mirror, point at yourself in the mirror, maybe put your own finger in your own nose and lift yourself up and say, come on, you're going to get to that mountain, you are going to run to that mountain, you are going to run to that challenge, you are going to confront that situation, but you're not going to confront it empty handed. And as David was running to Goliath, he said, my friend, you coming with all kinds of natural stuff. Yeah, yeah, it's a great sword. It's a great javelin. It's a great spear. But I'm coming with something that's far mightier than all of that. I'm coming with the word of God that's on the inside of me. Hallelujah. And he ran towards his mountain, his giant, as he was vocalizing. Listen, Goliath was already a dead man even before the stone had left the sling. Hallelujah. The sling was, the stone in the sling was just as a matter of fact, actually. It was just for our, our doubt and our unbelief. But actually, he had already been slain as he was speaking about his mighty God. He was vocalizing his faith. And when you vocalize your faith, your mountain, your obstacle, your giant, whatever it is that you are facing has to flee a thousand ways. Can you say amen? Praise the Lord. Amen. Mark eleven twenty three. 23. These are the words of Jesus. He said, assuredly, I say to you, whoever. Do we have any whoever's in this place? That's three of you. Any whoever's. Whoever is whoever. In the Greek, if you would look up whoever, it's, it means whoever. Whoever. Whoever has the faith to believe, whoever would rise and say, Come on, this is my moment. This is my time. I'm not going to let that giant, that circumstance overwhelm me. I'm going to get the word of God on the inside of me. And it's time for my mountain, my giant, to hear my own voice. Uh Uh-huh. Can you say, Praise the Lord? Hallelujah. Romans 10 is a great scripture, actually. Verse 8 But what does it say? The word is near you, in your mouth, and in your heart. Hallelujah. That is the word of faith which we preach. That's all about vocalizing your faith. That's all about vocalizing your faith. And then it talks about if you confess with your mouth, the Lord Jesus, believe in your heart. And then verse 10, for with the heart one believes and with the mouth one confesses. So what does that mean? That means that this is my next slide. That basically your mouth is a speaker for your heart. Look at somebody and tell them your mouth is the speaker for your heart. Hallelujah. Now this is one of the most powerful scriptures that you're ever going to read now. Verse 12. I want you to look at verse 12. Romans 10 and verse 12. For there is no distinction between Zulu. Causa, Venda, Greek, Jewish, Hebrew, I don't know, Spanish, Arabic. There is no distinction. All right. For the same Lord over all is what? Oh, that's really pathetic. Is what? For the same Lord is what? To all, to some to just a select group of people, to just uh, uh, some folks, brown folks, white folks. Huh? Huh? I can't hear you. Let's read verse 12 again. For there is no distinction between Jew and Greek for the same Lord over all. Over how many? Over how many? Is what? What? You believe that? Some of you don't believe it. Some of you just don't believe it. It's like you can't get that word out. Say that word and get over it. Come on. Pornographers don't have a problem making billions of dollars every year through something that's terrible. And we have a problem trying to say that word because that's how God wants to bless us. Rich, rich. Like we have to make an excuse. Don't, try, don't make an excuse. Your faith, when you vocalize your faith, your faith will be rewarded. Can I get a better amen? For the same Lord overall is rich to all who call upon him. That brings me to my next slide. Faith will work for anyone, anywhere, anytime, no matter what. Hallelujah. Whether you're tall or short, whether you're black or brown or blue or purple, whatever your culture is, whatever your ethnicity is, faith will work for anyone, anywhere, anytime, no matter what. Can you say amen? amen. Hallelujah. Look at verse 15. It says, how shall they preach unless they are sent? As it is written, how beautiful are the feet of those who preach, who vocalize their faith. Who bring glad tidings of good things. In other words, number six. This is my sixth thing. It will always, when you vocalize faith, it will always announce to you glad tidings of good things for your life. That's why you ought to to preach faith to yourself. That's why you ought to vocalize your faith. Come on. When I was on the plane coming up, the lady wanted to give me a newspaper. And I said, is there any good news in it? He said, I can't promise you that. I said, well, then you rather keep it. I only want good news. Hallelujah. And when you vocalize your faith, it will bring glad tidings of good things. Why? Because we serve a good God who wants to do good things for you. Can you say amen? amen? Hallelujah. Number seven, why should I vocalize my faith? Because it will bring vision to your life. Joshua said in Joshua 1 and verse 8, this book of the law shall not depart from my mouth. I'm going to spend day and night getting the word on the inside of me so that I can vocalize my faith that I might observe. Observe speaks about seeing. Observe speaks about vision. Can you say praise the Lord? Can you get me a better praise the Lord? I want everybody to stand up this morning. Come on. I want you to take a deep breath this morning, and we're going to declare this together. Are you ready? Are you ready this morning, church? Come on. Are you ready to vocalize your faith? Lift your hands and say, Father, thank you for your word that has come to me today. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by your word. I am a faith person that has a faith covenant with a faith God. And my faith lives on and is ready to meet every challenge that stands in my way. There might be a slight pause, but a slight pause is not the end. And it's not over until God said it's over. And because of my faith, my story continues. Our story continues. I will always vocalize my faith. And because of that, I will dream big. Pray big, trust big, because there's always more in God. With the eyes of my faith, I see the miracles of God. I see the blessings of God. I see the increase of God. I see the favor of God. And this will be my year of supernatural increase and favor in Jesus' name. Give the Lord a praise offering if you believe that this morning. Hallelujah. dot com.